All right, we're rocking and rolling. Welcome to episode number 77. Austin, you always have a smile on your face. He has Cameron Kruger, class of 20 from Wilson High in the LBC, my old hood. And we have Austin Sun, class of 20 from Modern Day. We're talking Bruins. We haven't had, we had student athletes on. It was actually episode 55, Kelsey Campo. Oh, right? really? yeah. And then Jake Kyman, all Orange County kids. Yeah. But that's the student athlete approach, how to get to UCLA, basketball and volleyball. Uh-huh. Now we're gonna talk academic, only 12% of students are getting into what I call the sweatshirt brand school. You have your sweatshirt <laughs> yeah. representing. We're gonna talk UCLA. Sound good? Yeah. Perfect. So I'm gonna just go right into it and it was COVID, so yeah. obviously you're in LA and California. You didn't really have the true UCLA experience, right, Cameron? Yeah. I mean, so what? Just high level. What was it like last fall, winter, and quarter? Um, I'd say it was really, really fun. Austin and I both lived in an on an off campus apartment, so we had a lot of freedom, mm-hmm. and we were kind of able to have like a social life, but it had to be kind of more like low key. Um, we were still able to rush in Greek, uh, Greek life, but um, it wasn't the same. It was kind of like you're paying to like be told like what you can and can't do. Right, but right. It, I mean, it was still really, really fun, and I was glad I was able to be given the opportunity despite like COVID and everything. And I would say, looking forward to this fall, mm-hmm. you're probably even more excited because you're going to get yeah. to have that on-campus feel. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm like super excited to like, especially like see everyone like yeah. as like a class like on campus because like last fall it felt more just like my apartment complex was really like what I got from like a freshman experience plus like people that live down the street and I never really went on campus unless like I forced myself to be like I'm gonna go on campus and try to do work and try to like feel like I go to this college. And normally when I have guests on the podcast. I always like to paint the picture and say, walk me through that process of like Bruin Walk or even where the Bruin statue is to where the bookstore is to where Royce Hall, I probably know more shit than you all. Yeah, probably. Literally don't know anything. (laughs) So was that all foreign to you? Yeah, because I heard that Bruin Walk is always like covered with like people and like they're always handing out flyers and all that. But there was literally, it was a ghost town on campus. I'm pretty sure like, yeah, I'm pretty sure like the COVID testing was where like the Bruin Walk was like next to it. Right. Well, it's funny when I had Jake and Kelsey on episode Uh 55, we talk about Bruin Walk because I'm gonna give you a little FYI. If you're walking to class, either take a different route so you yeah. don't be late, or you play the phone game. Yes. <laughs> and you pretend you're on the phone because you're gonna get hit and stopped by every type oh of club, God. every type of person, every type of anything out there, they're gonna try and stop you. Yeah. So that's when you gotta be really disciplined. Talk to the hand, the face is on the break. I'm actually going to class, I don't wanna be late. My, I have older friends and they've already shown me like all the alternate routes to take to like Jan Steps and all those areas. Yes. And they're like avoiding like brutal. So you know, see, you know Jan Steps. Yeah, of course, I'm a girl. We'd always do picnics there. <laughs> So let's talk about just even, since we haven't had that experience yet, the favorite part of UCLA, everything was online for both Mm -hmm. of you, right? Yeah. Was it pretty, was it easy online? Yeah, I mean, like I would say it was close. It was probably easier than modern day, like in my opinion. Because of? Just like, I don't know, it was just, they weren't giving us that much work. Like I barely had homework, like all three quarters. Might've been the classes that I chose, because I chose like really easy classes 
And also like, I don't know, they're like, they didn't give me that much homework. I had like quizzes every like maybe two weeks, a final at the end. Everything was online, like recorded lectures. Um, I could just like take as much time as I wanted on like anything. It was really easy. I, I was, and, and bam, <laughs> right, I just found out that's her nickname. I was going to call you Cam, but bam. You're shaking and nodding your head. Yes. Yeah. What? Why? Well, I'm uh, I'm on pre-med track and like those classes are supposed to be like extremely hard and rigorous. And like, honestly, some teachers just gave up and like I had one class where it was completely group test. So you like would go on Zoom with a group and you'd fill out like a free response with like a whole group and like. I don't know, you didn't even need to study that much and you could get like a pretty good grade. What Was it e easier? I mean, I know in high school there was a lot of, should we call it cheating? I mean, in college, was it almost very similar? Um, I would say <laughs> yes. Like, honestly, like, I mean, especially because a lot of people in my pledge class were like, we're pretty much all the same majors, like, except for like a few. And so we would like choose classes together and like. Got it. Let's be honest, we'd all take our classes to go yeah. test together. <laughs> Thank you. See, you would yeah. have a group together. <laughs> this is the real shit that people okay. want to listen okay. to. Yeah, right? so. Yeah, it was, yeah. So is, <laughs> is it going to be different? Your classes at nine o'clock, hopefully you don't schedule one at eight, but nine o'clock, rather than waking up at 8.55. Yeah. I, I mean, now you gotta prepare in advance and like actually get ready to walk. And, to class yeah. and be in a classroom. Yeah. yeah, and not have your computer and like Google literally right next to you and you can Google everything. But. Like I remember when I was like fall quarter, like after week two, I couldn't even wake up for my like 11, 30, 12 o'clock. So I'd sleep until like two yeah. and I'd just not go to class because I just couldn't wake up for it. Did you even feel like you're in college? No, I just felt like I was living in an apartment with like five other guys and just like hanging out every day and like going out. Your major is? Business and economics. And you're on the road for nursing? I'm not nursing, or, I'm a psychobiology major. Okay. Uh, so it's technically pre-med. I wish I was in nursing, but it's really hard to get into. <laughs> Smarty pants, right? <laughs> so let, let's kind of backtrack a little because this will be a fun podcast. We could just talk stories and have yeah. fun and get people really excited about UCLA. But again, only you're very fortunate. You realize that, right? Yeah. Like, do you really, Austin? No, not really. Like, I mean, I know it's like a hard school to get into, but like, I like look around. I'm like, oh, like, I, it's like I'm at just like another school, but like, I don't, I don't really think about it. Like, as like I'm at UCLA, I just think I'm just in college. It's kind of weird to say. I think it might hit after you graduate. Yeah, yeah right? probably. You know, and after expending three years on the campus. Um, but we'll get into because let me ask you this. If there was no sorority life and you weren't a sorority, do you think you would be having the same experience as you did last year? Do you know anyone that was not in Greek life that still talks highly of and did what you guys did? Yeah, I have actually one of my bestest friends is not in Greek life. And we just, uh, me and like Austin's like group of boys, like in my group of girls, like we just like kind of conjoined and we're like a giant group and we'd always go to each other's apartments because we had a lot of freedom with like that kind of stuff because... I don't know, but like the frats and like sorority houses, like I've never been in my sorority house because of COVID and the frats, like we weren't really allowed to do anything, yeah. but I feel like people who like lived out in the apartments with us, everyone kind of joined together and it wasn't really like, if you're not in a sorority, like you're like weird or something. And you think that's a positive as you head into your sophomore year, just the social aspect and as a bigger community? Yeah, yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, like 
I'd say like two of my cl- uh, like really close girlfriends are like they're both not in sororities. They just lived in the floor above me, and we just got like super close. And like they're not in, they're not a part of a sorority. Like I don't know. Maybe it's different with guys, but I feel like for girls, like I feel like you can have just as much fun even if you aren't in a sorority. But I feel like you like miss out on whatever experience you would have in a sorority. I'm glad you said that because I've had other guests on that are uh, college students not in a sorority, mm-hmm. and they're talking about having access or having friends, getting to do things with different fraternities as well as sororities yeah. and still building that friendship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Because you realize the percentage. Okay, you guys go to UCLA. I'm going to start challenging <laughs> you now. Do you know the percentage? Because I always tell students and parents, just go join something. If it's a club, organization, be part of something. But Greek life for any college, do you know the percentage at UCLA, what it is? Ooh, I'm going to go with like 25. I'm going to go with like four. Um, it's, let's split the baby in half, 13. right? It's about 15%, okay. which is only, if you think about it, 6,000 students, Yeah. right? There is exactly 22 fraternities and 13 sororities at UCLA. There's 22 fraternities. I did not I did not know that. See? Yeah. You go to UCLA. So now we're educating people uh-huh. that are listening, right? Because not everyone's going to go the fraternity or sorority route. Mm-hmm. There's like a lot of Asians like us on campus that are very smart. <laughs> yeah. They're just like wicked smart, right? Yeah. So I don't, I would never, my wife went to UCLA. She's uh-huh. eight clap theta all the way. You're a Kappa and you're an SAE, right? Yeah. Okay, so we'll get into that, but let's talk about even before you get into the Greek life, how do you get in the UCLA itself? <laughs> I'm talking right now, listen, my audience followers, because both of you guys and girls were off the wait list, correct? Yes. 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 So <laughs> even before getting off the wait list, was UCLA your number one choice, Austin? Um, I was going for USC or UCLA. I mean, I would, if I got into both, I definitely would have chosen UCLA. But then I got into, yeah, I got into Cal like pretty early. So like right when I got in, I was like kind of forgot about UCLA because I got into like a pretty good I'm school. I'm going to college, right? Yeah, <laughs> I just like, it was like my, the first school I got into. So um, yeah, I kind of just like forgot about UCLA. And when the decisions came out, I was like, oh wait, I applied. And I was on the wait list. So I was just like, I committed to Cal and then got off the wait list at UCLA. So I immediately went there. And I, I try to tell students mm-hmm. and parents like don't have a number one. And yeah. obviously I, I go straight to Austin. Yeah. I go, did you have a number one? Cam, uh, out of Wilson High School, like of all your college choices, who did you apply to? Out of- like what were your colleges? Who did you apply to? And kind of okay. rank them. Did you have it? Like I have my reach schools, my um, moderates, and then the good old people don't like this word, but I call them safety schools. Yes. Oh, yeah. Right? So I actually applied to like 13 colleges and it, it was, should I smile or should I? You could do whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> so I applied to 13 schools. I honestly applied to a lot of them just to kind of get the certificate that's like, oh my goodness, you're going there. So my first school I applied to was Boise State because they sent, they sent me a decision in August of like before I even got in. So I was like, okay, sweet. I was going to college like a year before I was supposed to like go to college. And then I applied to, for more like safety schools, I applied to like Ole Miss um, I thought the South would be really fun just because of like Greek life. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh my goodness, I could have like so much fun. And then I applied to like UC Santa Barbara, UC Davis, San Diego State, USC, Clemson, Cal, uh, Villanova, uh, TCU, University of Washington. And then 
I only got denied. I got denied from San Diego State and USC. <laughs> Where my two? The two that Joey didn't want me. <laughs> but um, and then I got into Cal and I and waitlist at UCLA and like my family really really wanted me to go to UCLA and honestly when I told them I was going to Cal they were like every single day they'd be like oh did you hear from UCLA like they would just keep asking about it like I was like I kind of just like had a feeling though that I would get into UCLA but if I didn't get into UCLA USC or Cal I would have gone to TCU um, for the nursing program uh, they have a good nursing program they have at TCU. a really yes I got um, a lot of money to go there so it seemed like a really really good option I like Cameron your diversity of schools because <laughs> and we'll get into the academics of it because someone with your credentials is all applying to and those of you listening you're probably nodding your heads and saying yes like cal ucla they're probably going to go for like even a harvard stretch or like a georgetown or a yeah. michigan or a texas but I love the Boise State route. I have not heard Boise State. I know it because of the Broncos in the orange and blue Smurf turf football literally, field. Right? Literally, yes. I was so excited, though, to apply. I was like, oh, my goodness, I could go to Boise. Like, that could be really fun. I was really skeptical. I was really optimistic. And then you also had some Southern schools in there, too. We had a couple episodes before. We had Lauren Richter and Grace Close on okay. from Ole Miss and talking about the Grove and that experience. And, and they love it there. So that's why I want people to listen to like you know the varieties that you're you're choosing. So we'll we're gonna put you on pause there because you're you got into Boise State, you're on hold at UCLA, and for those that want to know what Lauren's credentials were, what was your unweighted GPA coming out of Wilson? Uh, I had a three point nine. I got one B in uh, junior year, and then I got two freshman year, and that's wow. all the rest of it is. And were you the ACT route or were you the SAT route? Uh, I took the, uh, I took, oh, I had to take the SAT through school, but I like literally drove down to Newport twice a week and did ACT prep. And I, I'm like not a very good test taker. So it took me a lot of like training to like get a pretty like solid score. Who did you prep with? Uh, AR Academics. Yeah, you should say <laughs> that. <laughs> now I've heard mixed reviews. I've had some guests that like it. I have had some guests that don't like it. If you had to do it all over again, what would you recommend to students and parents about that whole ACT uh, prepping, testing, and even who you went with? Um, I know that ACT prep can be like, and SAT prep can be like extremely like pricey, but I think in the end it's really worth it because they really like show you the strategies. They even gave me like all my calculator like presets for like certain things to make me go faster. So I'd say it's honestly like a really good investment to do it. Um, it helped me a lot. I jumped, I think the first time I took it, I got like an 18, which is like not the strongest <laughs> score ever. But then I ended up uh, ending with a 30. So I think that it was really, really worth it uh, to go. Austin, were you going to piggyback <laughs> off that? Well, I was, I was actually going to say like kind of the opposite. This is what we like to hear. <laughs> like, I mean, I got sent, my mom sent me to like where my sister went. Uh, I think it was somewhere in like Costa Mesa. I think, I think it was called Elite. That's what it was called. But Went for like three weeks over the summer and I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. This is terrible. So I kind of just like went home and then like would do like my own practice test like whenever like I was either forced to by my mom or just like said I like thought I needed to. And then kind of just like did that consistently like weekly and then just took the SAT like two or three times and then 
I came out with a 1480. So you took it around two or three times. Yeah. How many times did you take it? I took it two or three times also. Okay. And did your parents want you to take it one more time? Yeah, my mom was like, well, she knew that I, like, she thought I could do better, and I felt like I could have too, but like, I didn't want to put myself through like another signing up and uh, doing that. Like, I forgot like three hours, I think, like sitting in, in a classroom. I was just. It's exhausting. Just, yeah. So, the advice that you have for parents that are listening out there. What would you give them when they're pushing their high school student? Because what you just said, come on, I think you can get one more point. Yeah, that she, one more point, Austin, might make that huge difference. Yeah, see, like, I mean, like, maybe, I'm not, like, an expert on college admissions, but, like, maybe getting an extra, like, 20 points or, like, one or two points on the ACT could do that, which I think it might, but, like, in my opinion, it's, like, if you're a kid, like, I wouldn't, like, push my kid to, like, if they really don't want to do it anymore, mm -hmm. it's, like, I wouldn't force them to like go like against their will and like send them to take another test. And like, I don't know, I like had to pretty much convince my mom was like, mom, this is like my last time I'm not doing it again. I took it, got like the best out of like all my scores. I'm like, I, I'm not doing this again. She's like, okay, like that's good enough. And then. And yeah. what advice would you give Cam? Uh, I'd have to agree. I think that parents like pushing their kids to do it isn't always the best route. I feel like if you really, really want to, you like. I feel like kids kind of have to like choose on their own and put in the commitment to like study for it and like do practice problems and like want to do it. Versus, I think that is what would give you the yeah. extra points. Versus like you just going taking it and being like kind of forced to do it. I feel like it probably wouldn't even do like much to help. Yeah. So, what campuses did you visit? Okay, so for me, I kind of just pig piggybacked off whatever campus my sister were, like was visiting. So, like, went to NYU with her, and then I didn't like that because I why just did you, why did you not like that campus? There was just no campus, to to right? It's in the middle of the it's, city. Yeah, exactly. So I, I like spread out. Yeah, and so I went there. Obviously, USC and UCLA, just because it was pretty close to home. Um, I went to Cal, but. That was in like middle school, but I was in like nor Northern California. We're like, oh, why don't we just like stop by at this college? So I looked at Cal, um, I looked at Michigan, and that was pretty much it, honestly. Oh, and UCSB, but I did like a like ASB camp there. Okay. Did, yeah. Who did you get rejected by? Um, I got rejected by Vanderbilt, um, <laughs> UPenn, which was I was like kind of expecting. Um, I'm trying to think. Those are like my two hardest schools. I think I applied to one or another Ivy League. I think it was I think I applied to Harvard and didn't get in because I was also <laughs> expecting that. See, Cam, these are the schools. <laughs> I, didn't that, even, I didn't even apply to that. Yeah, Ivy League. I was too UCLA scared. students are all like applying. <laughs> yeah, to. exactly. So I did that. Got rejected from there. Okay. But then um, I applied to some like UCSD. I didn't get into um, UCSB. I got waitlisted. UCLA got waitlisted. Um, I'm trying to think. Can't remember like the other, I didn't apply to that many things. I only applied to like 12 or like, I don't know if that's a lot, but. I always say like that mm -hmm. 10 to 12 yeah. is a good number. It doesn't have to be any specific, like you guys are right in the middle because yeah. you're gonna have your three to four stretch schools. You're gonna have your four to five moderates. Did you have any backups? Yeah, I had Fort, Fordham. Fordham. I got in uh, University of San Francisco. Um, 
Those are two good backup schools. Yeah, I think Pepper- for your for your credentials, they're great schools. Yeah, but I'm saying that's. <laughs> um, I think Pepperdine too. I applied okay. there and got in, but I was really ho- I was like trying to stay in Southern California or at least in California. I didn't really want to go out to like the East Coast. I, I want to touch on something because a lot of people think they're going to get in Michigan, and Michigan's uh-huh. a lot harder to get in than UCLA. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So when you did you get waitlisted there like yeah. everybody else? I got waitlisted and then I got in like same this like same thing with UCLA like back I think I got in to Michigan and the next I got in UCLA like both off the waitlist. Was this probably in May or June, mm-hmm. or even later? I okay so UCLA was. Like May second, like mm-hmm. early May. Same. Yeah, I think it was. It that. was literally day after decision. The day, day after decision, yeah. right? Because yeah. they were waiting for everybody yeah. oh, to yeah. say yes or no. Okay. And then Michigan, I think, was either like a couple days after that or a couple days before that. But when I got into Michigan, I was like, that was I didn't think I wanted to go anymore because I was so committed to Cal, or was it UCLA? It was like one of those two. I was already committed okay. to, so I didn't like think about Michigan. And your first one was you committed to Cal, just like you, yeah. Cameron. Yes. All right, so most, the last, probably I would say March, April, March, April, May, a high school senior is gonna go through a lot, and the parent is going to go through a lot. So knowing what you just communicated, because both of you guys were on the wait list, what advice and recommendation would you give to that senior that's going to go through that process, as well as the parent? I mean, in terms of like, applying to colleges like just get it done like do your like that's going to be a grind like writing your essays but like after you kind of like get a couple like write a few essays you kind of get like the feel of it and everything all the colleges kind of ask the same thing so mm-hmm. you can kind of just like move it around but like after you apply like i just forgot about everything i was like i already sent these in like mm-hmm. can't do anything about it anymore so i kind of just did whatever i wanted to do like had fun and stuff and until those decisions came out I kind of just waited and like didn't really think about it. But as a student, as a parent, because I, I know they're like, well, I'm still waiting to hear from here. Yeah. I'm still waiting from I'm still waiting to hear from this school or that school. Like, is there anything that you could have done differently? Like in like in applying to the no. Group? Oh, just just like, in general that during that wait time, I always call it that oh. crucial wait time when you're just kind of waiting and, and parents are. Have you heard? Like, they're going, have, yeah. Have you got accepted yet? Have you got Have you heard from so and so? Well, so and so I heard got accepted. Yeah. Oh. I mean, I think there's this like one website was like I think it might have been like Reddit or something like Reddit where I was like looking up like people getting into like this like UCLA USC like what they like the scores and stuff and I was like oh like this guy had a lower score than me so that that means I have a chance but then I was like that's just like not how that works so I kind of just I kind of did that like after I sent in my applications like was kind of stressing about it looking at all these different things but then after I'd say like a couple weeks I was kind of forgot about like applying and I literally was just like, I just can't do anything anymore and it's up to the whoever's letting me in. Mm-hmm. And I always say this, every student, they're gonna end up where they should be. Yeah. Things happen 100%. for a reason. Yeah. You'll have fun anywhere you go. True. It, well, that's a great transition, Cam. You'll have fun <laughs> wherever you go because you didn't even get to really experience yeah. the, the, the college life, yeah. which by the way, UCLA is ranked Niche is a, is a good uh, mm-hmm. a college place um, to look at, like just rankings, it just kind of give you an idea. But number one, best college life, number one, best college campus. Yeah, uh, it has its prestige, right? But only the, <laughs> the select get to go. Yeah, if, if you qualify academically. So when you let's talk about online virtual rush, 
Uh, right? Because yeah. it's different for every school. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it helps you. Sometimes it doesn't help you. And I don't know what your rush is going to be like this year. Uh, we can kind of get into that. But for those that are listening, what would you, how, how did your rush go with, with the virtual online? And did you like it? Did you not like it? I mean, I don't know what it's like to be in person. Right. But I mean, I going into college, I was very like, I want to be a sorority girl. Like, I'm so excited. Like, that was something I was really looking forward to. And, like, I remember I woke up the first day of Rush, and I, like, put on such a cute, like, dress, and I made, like, breakfast for me and my roommate. Like, I was so excited. And, like, the first round was I had to make a video, and, like, one of the questions was, like, if you are a potato, what kind of potato would you be? And I was like, what is this? Like, <laughs> what am I doing? And I don't know. I definitely don't think it was, like, the full, like, experience with Rush. So I'm excited this year. It's actually in-person and online. So I'm really excited for the in-person part. But I don't know. It was exhausting definitely being on Zoom and talking to so many different sororities all day long. But, I mean, it was definitely, like, still fun. It was an experience. Um, But, yeah. And is your first round going to be virtual online? Because I think my daughter's first rounds are going to be online and then go into person. Yeah, yeah. I think if the first two or something are online, I'm not really sure. But, I mean, I'm just glad that a little bit's in person because I feel like that's how you, like, really going to meet somebody and, like, see, like, what, like, their, like, mood is and stuff towards, like, your sorority and stuff. Like, how canned were the questions? (laughs) Wait, what did you say? How canned were the questions? What do you mean? Like... So... Where are you from? Like, why did you choose UCLA? I, don't, I honestly, like, don't even remember. It was kind of, like, I feel like it was at the point where, like, they didn't even, like, because it was over Zoom, it was really hard to actually, like, connect with the girls. So I okay. feel like they, like, did it just based on, like, Instagram and, like, that more side of it. I think that my sorority, their strategy was they got, like, all the girls, they tried to get all the girls, like, living with each other. So, like, you could have a lot of friends. I don't really know how they even did it because I feel like it would have been really hard. And what about you, Austin? Were you guys uh, virtual as well? Um, I yeah, I think everything was virtual, but um, a lot of people, especially like I think our house, only accepted people that were in Westwood, and I think most people got their bids through like other ways, um, whether it was like knowing someone. So, like for me, when I got a bid there, I didn't, like I honestly was about to accept my Sigma new bid because. Me and all my roommates uh, got bids there, but then met. I met this one older guy in the house last 4th of July, and he's from Newport. His name's like Henry Wilde. I don't know if you know him, but he kind of like, I texted him and I was like, oh, like I got a bid from here. Like, I don't know if I still want to like, kind of just want to accept it and be done. He's like, no, just like come out, whatever. So went to this like one beach event and like the only person I talked to was like him and this one okay. other guy. So I was like, oh, like I didn't talk to enough people. like. I'm probably just going to go Sigma new, But then they gave me a bid. And then all, so five of my roommates got, all of us got bid to Sigma new, And then three of my roommates accepted. And then just me and my other roommate who had a bid from Sigma Chi and I had one from SAE. So we were both like, like kind of just like stuck on what to do. Because <laughs> they gave us like a day to decide because I rushed like so late. Because I was already like, I was putting everything off and I like, didn't want to go the Zoom stuff. So like I already got one. And then... I just finally just pulled the trigger. I was like, this is probably the house for me, so. And your other roommate that got the bid from Sigma Chi. He accepted Sigma Chi's bid. Okay, so now your room is with three different fraternities. Our fraternities. That's interesting because I love what we're just talking about. And I I had this conversation. My daughter from uh, Mm UW is is home for a couple days. And she says, we just like how there's different 
people living with each other where you can branch out and you can go to like SAE yeah. or Sigma Chi or Sigma mm-hmm. Nu uh, and have that experience, yeah. right? Uh, yeah, I'm like, I'm really close with my roommates still. Like, and we were like talking, like wh- like right when we moved out, we're like, oh, like doesn't matter, like fraternities and all these names, like don't matter, we'll live together like junior year. But like, um, yeah, like I would say, I don't know if this is just COVID year, but I feel like, especially like our grade, like class of 2024 is like super like Tight. intro, like fraternal. Like I feel like it's not really like divided as in like, all like you're not supposed to hang out with another fraternity. Right. Cause like, especially because apartments and you have like six or seven guys in your apartment. Like it's really rare that like everyone goes to the same house, but you're living with people and like that accept a different bids. And you kind of just like get to know like their pledge class and stuff and it kind of like all comes together and like it's not really like divided and you really don't know what you don't know that you aren't missing yeah you just sort of thrust into moving up to westwood yeah so when did you move up how did you where are you living kind of communicate and talk about because obviously all the dorms yeah uh are closed like if i even said hendrix hall you even know where that is I think I heard, I've like heard of it, but I just don't know where it I is. I know more about UCLA than you do. That's where my wife lived, and they oh, really? really redone the uh, the residence hall. It's really, it's it's on campus. You're okay, it's it. just on UCLA campus. Okay, okay, so get back to, what's your apartment called? Uh, 433 Midvale. It was a, it was, I feel like it was pretty notorious because like, there's just a lot of, since there weren't any um, like house parties fall, kind of winter quarter everything was like apartment and four through three had like really big apartments but also like super bad quality <laughs> so it was like perfect for could trash it yeah we, we like yeah. <laughs> our apartment got lit up like a few TVs times did, is it TVs nasty did you go through? It, uh, we went through yeah it was pretty gross <laughs> at certain times but we clean it like every two weeks but we broke two two v two tvs like four doors uh like I don't even know like what else was I, I don't even want you, I, I can imagine like <laughs> if you want to explain how did you break two TVs um the first one I actually have no idea we, I mean we had like a USC we hosted a USC game day party I think that's where it was broken I can see how that TV got broken there. or was it St. Patty's it was St. Patrick's it was St. Patty's okay that, I know who did it <laughs> uh, <laughs> and it's like kind of weird in with having this many people like a sick high, three uh, snooze, and like me and SA, you kind of just have like, even though we're all friends, like we also have like our own certain groups. So like, all of our certain groups come, and it's just like, can't really move in the apartment. Yeah. All, there's that many people, and then the next morning, like our TV wasn't was shattered, and then I think like a couple doors broke. I don't really know how, but. And like random kids. Yeah. The randos, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like people from like Santa Monica would just like come. Yeah. Like Santa Monica Community College. I don't even know how. I feel like they would just like walk around and hear music. Just like, oh, like party. Knock on the door. Yeah. Yeah. Like, did you, okay, with the school, because it's it's off campus housing. Yeah. Or is that known as where a lot of college students will live? I'm not sure, but like a lot of college students, like everyone was in UCLA in my apartment complex. But I'm not, I don't know what it, like that apartment complex is like. During a school year. During a regular year. Like, I'd assume that maybe, like, juniors and teenagers would live in there. Because it's, like, actually a pretty nice complex. Mm-hmm. But, like, I couldn't tell you, like, if it's a popular one. I don't, like, I have no idea. We'll just have to have you all back on and then really go through, like, <laughs> yeah. okay, here's what UCLA is really like with 
non-COVID, right? right? Yeah. So are you in 423 as well? No, like just... I was actually, I had a very different apartment yeah. life than <laughs> okay. him. Let's talk about yours. So how many roommates did you have, like five? I had five others, so six total. Okay, I'm like a neat freak, so I don't even think I could like ever do that. <laughs> I lived on like the opposite side of the street. I lived on 650 Midville, and it was more of like a complex, like, was it, it was, it was a, like a town a ta- no, town townhouse, yeah like more yeah. like a town apart house apartment and it was just me and one other girl and it was literally like perfect it was super secluded like not really a lot going yeah. on but it was nice because i'd literally walk up to his and it's like literally chaos yeah. like chaos it was so fun <laughs> but yeah, I, I really liked it it was, it was constant like fun and noise and that's like, why you were missing classes and sleeping through all your classes that yeah that that's probably why too but and you still got a 4-0 no, I, I got like a I got a three eight. I messed up the easiest class at UCLA. Uh, my fault. Was quarter. it Dinos? No, oh. Scan fifty. Oh. Like no, the notoriously the easiest class with the right professor. And I. What did you do? Slept so, th- I slept through my quizzes. <laughs> oh, awesome. <laughs> How many quizzes did you have? Uh, I think it was five. So once every two weeks, I slept through like two of them. UCLA students were. Yeah, you? that was. I was just that I. <laughs> Just got to college. I had so much freedom. And I was like, this class is... I knew it was the easiest class. I'm like, there's no way I'm getting like a B. And then I came out with a B. So that kind of messed up my So team. what would be your advice to students as they're incoming freshmen? You already know the teacher. Uh-huh. You know the classes. Because that's the same yeah. way in every life, right? Uh-huh. Try and hook up the student with yeah. the right teacher. Um, Like, just know what you have to do. And, like, actually do it. Because, like, I knew I had to do it. But, like, I didn't act on it like I knew I had a quiz and I was just slept through it and like just do it just like wake up it'll take you like 10 minutes and go back to bed or do whatever like it's like I mean I would this is probably not what you want to hear from UCLA student but like if you seriously don't think you need to go to all the lectures then like I mean if you think you can just rewatch them and actually do it then yeah that's like fine you can sleep through them and like do the recorded ones but like quizzes like tests projects and homeworks that have a due date just like just do them like don't think you can just miss a quiz like what i did did you have a lot of friends that miss quizzes uh yeah actually my roommate ben 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 (laughs) he probably doesn't want me saying this but like he's supposed to be here i know he he's working in chick-fil-a in la or in the west one one but like he missed like four quizzes but like at the end of the day just, just go do, do it. it. Yeah, just do it. Like, just wake up and do it. Like, it's worth it. You don't want to see, like, a B, C, or D on your transcript after. Mm-hmm. Like, that, like, 30 minutes of pain in the morning is, like, worth it. Just do it. And now you're going to live in the house at the Kappa house. Yes. Your sophomore year. Yeah. Right? And aren't you – what responsibilities do you have with your sorority? Because I always tell people, not only get involved with your sorority, but get involved. Like, be on the board, the executive board. Yeah, I'm, like, I love being, like, involved. Like, in high school, I was very involved in my school. So I was, like, okay, like, I need to just get on something. So we honestly, like, the people in my grade, the incoming sophomores, we haven't, like, had elections. This was, like, the only, like, position that could put you on, like, the head, like, council. So I ran for a house chair, and it's basically, like, I kind of just, like, deal with, like, all the stuff that goes on in the house, who's living there, the room assignments, making sure, like, the chef and, like, the food meal plan is it going well and like making sure the house is clean just like simple things like that do you even know who your house mom is we actually just got a new one and i got to help interview her so i mean we hope that she's cool no one knows her yet so do you know why the other house mom left she was retiring she was having a 
she wasn't having a kid, but okay. <laughs> her kid was, she was having a grandkid. Okay. She wanted to go live by the grandkids. We hear stories, I won't mention any schools or sorority names, but the house mom left because of the girls. Oh, really? Because of COVID and it just was chaos. Yeah. Wow. Because I'm sure you weren't able to live in your house, but were other older class people able to live in the house? Yeah, there was a limited capacity though. Right. So I know a lot of girls like got into it but it was like, and they like actually left and like took like this and did it, and they went into the apartments because it was a lot of strict rules. Like yes. you had to be COVID tested like all the time. You couldn't bring like any outsiders in at all. Like you couldn't go out, and if you like got caught going out, you get in a lot of trouble. So there was a lot of rules, and a lot of people like actually like didn't live in. But I know it was like half half, half capacity, and like I think like 20, 30 girls lived in. But yeah, because I know. Like at UW, mm -hmm. my daughter was living there her sophomore year, and then her and four other uh, girls had their own live out, and mostly live outs are when they're juniors, yeah, or seniors, uh. right? Because like uh, you live in the house mm -hmm. typically for three. Well, campus might be different than Wisconsin. Like Julia, they said freshman year you have to live in the dorm. Second year, sophomores you live in the house, and then junior year you live out of the house at this place. Senior year, you live out of the house. Yeah. Place. Is uh -oh. it the same yeah. kind of... I feel like I'm, like, downgrading is what... Because like, <laughs> yeah. we're going from, like, the, like, literally, like, beautiful apartments. Yeah. Like, do whatever you want. Like, you get to, like, do it, like, design it all, everything, to, like, a tiny little, like, cramped room. And, yeah. like, a... I mean, it's a nice house. I mean, mine's nice. Yeah, yours, yours is... is... I'm actually yeah. living... We are moving in with each other oh, yeah. for the summer. That's... Okay, so people <laughs> that are listening... Uh-huh. This happens with every university because my daughter, UW, lived in a fraternity house during the yes. summer. And uh -huh. you pay, I'm going to see how cheap yours is. How much do you pay? No, ours is expensive. Yeah. Oh. They're making us pay, the girls pay. 1200 For one girl? Yes. For how long? For six weeks. Yeah. Dude. I'm not enjoying yeah. this. And they pay $700. you got to go to a different fraternity. No, <laughs> I'm serious. The other fraternities are paying $400. That's, and they're making us buy decorations. It should be between four to six hundred dollars. Right? It's gonna be fun. <laughs> you could still, but your friends, you could still go hang out and live cheaper. I could. Yeah, you I, could. I could. I think could. About, you should. Think about she could save money mm -hmm. and use that for alcohol. Yeah, that uh, does. Apparently, it's included. I'm hoping. Like kind of. <laughs> That's there, expensive. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so by the way, if you're a student or a parent listening that's what happens that's how you make your money in the summer yeah, yeah. all right so now let's go to <laughs> you're gonna live in the house yeah, year, yeah right with roommates or i have a my i have a summer roommate his name is tyler he's from Marin, and then my house like year roommate his name is charlie he's from he went to j sarah actually okay um go trinity league yeah <laughs> uh not the more league <laughs> go more yeah. league. Like my apartment room was really big. Like okay. I had like two, six people, three bathrooms dash like showers, and like full beds and everything. And with a really big living room, so I like. Need, Are you downgrading? I'm I'm like severely downgrading, like a lot. <laughs> yeah. So I I don't know how I'm gonna do it, but like I feel like I'm just gonna embrace it and like have fun, and but also like do my work, which I will. Right. And now when do you guys now you're a quarter, so you start late yeah. September. Yeah. So when you say you're moving in, like when are you moving in? I'm moving in next Saturday. Or so because I'm living in the house for the summer. Correct. Yeah, so I'm moving in next either Saturday or Sunday. 
and camera. You. Me too. Yeah. All right. So. Anyone taking summer school online, like one class? Yeah. Uh, wait, what are you taking? I'm taking Spanish. You're taking Spanish. Are you not? I'm, I dropped Spanish. Why? Because, like, <laughs> it's supposed to be hard. <laughs> I'm taking Spanish. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, we were all planning on taking Spanish, okay. and then someone sent in the thing. They looked at the thing. It was, like, recorded, like, online, like, webcam. Uh, you can't move the... I don't, know if there, I don't know if there's an eye tracker, but it's webcam and lockdown browser. So Julia at Wisco, she <laughs> had lockdown browser. So she actually had to use her math tutor, uh, and it was just hardcore. Like, it just tracks your eyes. <laughs> I actually helped Julia write a paper. There you go, Austin. <laughs> yeah, I, got her, I think I got her a 90. So. Wow. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> she used a lot of help. Yeah. <laughs> I think she called her sister a few times. Yeah, too. she texted me like a good So, one. you know what? That's a great transition because she graduated from Modern Day. You graduated yeah. from Modern Day, right? The classes, do you think it prepared you for UCLA? Maybe specifically like for the writing part or that just structure, grammar? I would say like I chose like like I chose like my schedule during high school was like really really hard like a bunch of like honors and APs or whatever so I think those I mean there was like AP macro obviously like I didn't learn anything in that class <laughs> at modern day um but like most of the classes like like math I did like I actually learned a lot of really good teacher in high school I think it honestly depends more on the teacher than the class you take like you could take like a regular class or that's like pretty basic, but if your teacher like explains it really well, that's and they what go, you need. Yeah, exactly. So like, I don't want to like shit on my. Don't throw anybody on the okay. bus. Okay, but there are some teachers that I had during high school that I like didn't learn. Any I got an A in the class, but I didn't really learn anything. But there are other classes that were like, like especially math, like AP government, um, like the history classes, were like really helpful. Um, English. I'm taking my first writing class this summer, so I'll see how that goes. But okay. my math and history, like, were really, like, they helped me a lot. So when you're, uh, you know what, before I get to that, how many AP classes did you take? I took one sophomore year and then, yeah, one sophomore year, I think four junior year and then five senior year. So around that 10? Yeah, 10 to 11. I might have okay. taken five, then six, but I don't know. Because that's usually like when we're talking to the, this type of academics that people are getting in the UCLA's, that's usually the eight to 10 AP classes. Yeah. Kim, I, how many did you take? I took 10 also, but <laughs> I think mine were more like scattered. Like I took one freshman year. Oh yeah, I don't think we could take. And I took two like sophomore year. Like my, I didn't uh -oh. take like like four and five. <laughs> yeah. like, that seemed like a lot. Because we couldn't take, I don't think we could take any freshman year. I think the only one we could take sophomore year was AP Euro. And then. That's a hard class. That was a hard class. AP Euro was I hard. Oh, you did I took AP World. Oh, wait. Did we take? And no, we never took AP no, World. No, you did the Julia route AP Euro. Yeah, AP Euro was oh, tough. That, that was probably hard. the toughest. Mm, that was like a pretty hard class. Did I you take say. Human Geography? No. That's what I had to take freshman year. Like with our like program that I was in, I we had to take like AP Human Geography our freshman year. Do you remember what you all wrote your essay on? Which one? The Common App. Oh, the Common App? Oh, I to wrote get about, in the UCLA. Yeah. Common app. Oh, was co yeah. Common app. I wrote about my train accident, but I don't think that was. Isn't there a different essay for the UCs though? Yeah. They have different questions. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I wrote about like some like almost dying thing. That <laughs> which I still talk about because <laughs> when I went to drop Joshua off the other day, I saw the thing come down. 
I go that, and Julia was in the car with me. I said, that's the first time yeah. I've ever seen the train yeah. sign come down, yeah. which is a whole nother podcast. Yeah. I wanna, I've heard like briefly you, about this. I would love you never heard story. it? I would, no, I just know he almost died and a train hit him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to hear it one day. Well, I'm laughing because I'm like, what are you talking about, Julia? And I'm like, there's no trains that ever go by. I go, don't you see the stop sign or the train <laughs> yeah. sign that comes down and uh, that's, we don't need to get Yeah, it basically just hit me. Yeah. So where was I going with this? Common app essay. What was your essay uh, on? I wrote about a family tragedy of my mom passing away actually a few years ago. I don't know if you heard about that, but uh, yeah. And then I talked about that and like how like that year I actually won mm-hmm. like a state championship uh, for CIF, if you know what that is. Uh, so I kind of like- for, for what? Water polo. Division three, though. <laughs> you, you go, Cam. Well, uh, Julia was a student manager at volleyball and won the state championship. Yeah. Did she get a ring? She did. They're gnarly. They're so <laughs> they're, nice. They're, yeah. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter if it's D6, D7. It's a ring's a ring. Yeah. 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 Well, and where I was going with that is those two stories, it's not like the winning goal or, you know, I was the ASB president or... <laughs> I wrote okay. about that too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, or like my little adventure to a third world country. To, right, yeah. Right. To, to, yeah, to, to, okay. <laughs> so would you, did your counselor tell you to do that or like? Um, like if you, what advice would you have to any student right now? How do you be different? How to separate yourself? I just, I know like UCs and like a lot of schools love the tragedy stories and like obviously i'm not gonna say go out and like have a strategy like no yeah, go but make there, to get into the more like competitive schools you definitely need something that stands out yeah. i would say like the best thing you can do is get involved in school like like you can have like mediocre grades whatever but if if you really want to like stand out you need to like get involved in like ASB you should mm-hmm. maybe do like a lot of community service that like you can write about like I wrote I volunteered at a hospital literally for like two months and I wrote like a whole entire essay on like how like that made me want to like do this in college like you can kind of like right. spice it up a little bit but yeah I would say like I like my I used uh, my sister's like essay tutor for like a little bit and like the biggest advice that he gave me was like make like a big story small and like a really small story like big if that kind of makes sense like if it's about like for example the train accident you gotta like focus on like like what you remember like the small details of like what happened and stuff or if you're writing about something like super small like i don't know like some Mm -hmm. super small like niche encounter then you make tell that story like really big because like i feel like that's kind of what got me into like these schools because my grades like even though i did take hard classes like I got a good amount of Bs, but for like my, I try really like try to write my essays like well. So like for the UCs, I wrote about like playing poker and like how that like ties into however like psychology or whatever. And then like I wrote a cliche like a uh, volunteering story in San Francisco, but then I wrote about like my train accident, like really like honed it on like some really like small details. And then I forgot what my I wrote about for my fourth essay. It was like kind of around like just telling like big stories and making them like really like. Yeah. Uh, and that's key to, for someone listening because everyone has, everyone on paper is gonna have a three nine or four unweighted, yeah. 10 AP classes, 10 yeah. AP classes. 
And if like if you're not that scholarship athlete for a student athlete, mm-hmm. you have to separate yourself yeah. and and they look at, at it holistically. Yeah. Yeah. And I tell students and parents, they're gonna read that essay. How can you separate yourself? Yeah. yeah. My counselor always told me that like you should try to connect whatever story you want to tell or like whatever experience or anything to like how you're gonna use that when you go to college. So oh, like yeah. I wrote a lot about like leadership because I was very I was like ASP president and like all that stuff and I like learned I like talked about how like that leadership mm-hmm. was gonna help me and I even did that I wrote when I was like applying to be house board I like wrote about how like I was leader in like high school and like how like that could help me like in the sorority and stuff like that and that's gonna lead to when you graduate just if you have leadership skills now yeah okay so after by the way she's gonna be perfect for like the, after the student manager I'm, I'm starting another podcast called the hiring manager because all you clowns are gonna be graduating soon right so i've had some candidates that have graduated and and, and they're like well we talk about interviewing they're like i don't know like how do you even get a job like where should i go look at so with my other past experience my real job hiring that's uh-huh. where the hiring manager comes in so i'm kind of getting it all together where i'm gonna all you guests in two or three years are graduate are going to be repeat guest oh that's sweet that's cool (laughs) so it's helping the college grad get that job yeah yeah and most of the guests are going to be college grads and vp of sales ceos my contacts hr people Mm -hmm. the hiring like what they look for in college so yeah we're gonna go to barstool soon i mean that's that's (laughs) so you know there's another good transition obviously the goal here is to help high school students and parents about the college search admission process, and I'm trying to get to a bigger platform, Barstool. So Dave Pornoy, right, Eric mm-hmm. Nardini, I have all my guests talk about, like, why should this student manager be on Barstool? Like, what's your take, and what's the pitch to them? Um, I would say just, like, it's very uncensored. It's, like, just pure, and, like, you. it's not, like, uh, what's, like, the word, like, covered or, uh, like, sugar-coated, yeah. We it's don't like, sugarcoat the Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, you, like, say, like, what you did in college and, like, what your experience was like and, like, actually what it was like. Rather, I feel like if you went on, like, some, like, formal whatever, like, you would have to, like, coat stuff and, like, I don't know, especially with Barcel, like, like, it's also, like, extremely, like, uncensored and, like, and you, like, know, like, what they're saying is, like, the truth. Like, I don't really know how to explain it, but, like, you kind of just know that they're not like trying to sugarcoat stuff and like lie about whatever. I've, I don't know, I've like don't watch Barstool. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, uh, I have no clue. That's perfect, we're gonna take that one. I was like, uh, don't come to me. Yeah. <laughs> perfect. So, and you're right, it's uncensored. Yeah. So let's go right into now the social aspect of it. Okay, okay? cause obviously it, you go to college, we're getting a degree, we're having fun and you lived at 436 or whatever. 433. Like 433, right? Westwood is awesome. Mm -hmm. I love Westwood. So let's talk about some of the favorite places to go hang out. And like, I love eating up there. I would just used to take my kids up there just to go eat. So let's start out. Where do you go eat in Westwood? In Westwood, yeah. Ami Sushi. It's like, it's like super cheap and you get to like drink there and like, it's good. Like, and it's, it's like so good. Yeah, it's like yummy. it's not it's not beet cut sushi. No, it, no I mean it might. I, I don't it. really know, but like it tastes good, so that's all that okay. matters. And it's cheap. Is it when you say cheap? Like, what's a what? What do you get there? Uh, I just get like a California roll. Yeah, it's four bucks. That's yeah. what I get too. Really? Which is like I feel like so, you normally yeah. like that California roll. I hear it's like eight bucks. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Okay. 
Do you ever get the two pieces like the nigiri? Uh, I like for that I went to the kazunori. That, oh, that's so that's like more expensive, but it's like hand rolls and like sashimi and nigiri. Like, I'm like really into sushi, so like I just been going to a bunch of these like sushi places that are really good. Uh, now, uh, let's talk about like because there's great noodle places there. Oh yeah, isn't there like Mr. Noodle or? Mr. Oh yeah, Mr. Noodle, the Thai place. Yeah, yeah, the place is. I mean, like, yes, it tastes good. It's more like a drunk food, like, or you like you save it in your fridge and you heat it up later. But like, for real, like, Thai food. I went to this place in Porium. Cardi B went there, and like my roommate was like, Cardi yeah. B went to this Thai place. Let's go, and we went. It was like thirty dollars, but it was like really good. It was like a hole in a wall. Like that's a really good Thai place. Um, in Westwood, yeah, I kind of just either it was either Ami, like Chick Fil A, Chipotle, Cava. Chipotle yeah. is the good. <laughs> yeah, Chipotle is. I never really went to In and Out, like. And that's right. Or what about that taco place, like right on, right on the corner near that gas station, where you can't find any parking? Is it like a taco truck? It's a taco place. Tacos, nineteen eighty six. It's like right near Gailey, I think. If you're coming up Gailey, I, don't know. I forget yeah. what it is. I know there's a taco truck. Yeah. That I wait, what's that place called? I have no clue. Yeah, but. I just know, like on that strip, there's like In and Out. For like drunk food, yeah. <laughs> fat sal's. Uh, yeah, I didn't eat that. Gucci. Like, I've good. never been. Oh, hangry moons. Hangry goes, moons good. Ugh. I started getting into that. Like, so we all you keep on talking about drunk food. Okay. <laughs> so I always talk about like late night munchies. Munchies. Yeah. Yeah. Right, so late night munchies. Where's the go to place? You get one. You get one place. Okay. Cam, where are you going? I try not to eat munchies, but. No, like I'd probably go to like McDonald's. Like I, everyone door dashes. Door dashes yeah. like the thing. Or Postmates, but. <laughs> or Postmates, okay, whatever. And there's also we have a thing called Duffel. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah. What's Duffel? Oh. I'm not even familiar with Duffel. Duffel is like, this, it's kind of it's like, Postmates, but like it's for like, anything that you want, like, snacks. It's like a convenience. Tw- yeah, store. it's a convenience store, but then if they like get a bunch of like college kids on scooters, like birds. Okay. And they the their thing is they get to you in like under ten minutes, and it's like true. Like I've had like like Julian like people come visit and they were like, like just duffle it, and they're like, what's that? It's just like if you want like whatever duffle, and like it comes in ten minutes. Like no, it doesn't. They do it and they literally get on a scooter because they have a little store with all of their like next to In and Out pretty much like with okay. all of these stuff like this, like, I don't know like snacks and stuff, and then they just like you put an order in, they come in like a scooter, they drop it off in your front door and leave. And it's, it's under really 10 convenient. minutes, the most. It makes you really lazy, but, like. <laughs> I got to try Duffel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they're at UCSB Different. and okay. USC, I think. Now. I think it was started at by UCLA student. Yeah, I think he was really in SIGA. Nice because you can get, like, deodorant, like, yeah. toothbrush, a pencil. Like, you can get, like, a bunch but of stuff. But it's not someone working at a store. They're just picking it. It's, like, Uber yeah. Postmates or It's, like, they have DoorDash. their own, like, convenience store, kind of. It just says Duffel, and they have, like, like everything like all these snacks and stuff and they're just like people just like wait there and then they're like get an order they grab and go on a scooter because it's like in westwood and these like scooters are like and get to places in literally like under that. 10 minutes yeah they drop it off and go all right so it's late in the morning or i should say afternoon you're hungover where are we eating um i think i usually just go to in westwood st- yes or yes you, you wake up from your apartment. Where, where are you eating? Oh, let me think. Probably just like, honestly, either drive, or, well, late in the afternoon would be like three o'clock, 
or four o'clock is when I would eat my first <laughs> meal, like my breakfast. So either I go to Starbucks and get like a fat coffee yeah. and like whatever their sandwiches, or I just go to Chipotle or Chick Fil A. Yeah, it's one of those three. There's also really good bagel places. Me and my roommate always used to get bagels whenever we were hungover. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah I, wait, like New York? No. There's Noah's, Noah's bagels, Noah's, which is Noah's, like yeah. okay. We found like a hole in the wall down on like Wilshire and like San Vicente down there. Uh-huh. It's really good. So that's always yeah our go-to. I'd say. So, if you're wanting to have a nice dinner. Right, or if an adult's coming, a parent's yeah. coming, pain. Where are you? T- because when I go to Madison in Seattle, I tell Sophia and Julia, like, get your friends, we're going out. Oh. And I go, and and they appreciate it so much because yeah. their parents aren't coming in as much as yes. Mr. Fong's flying yeah. in. Yes. So where are you having that dinner? A hundred percent Elefante. It's in Santa Monica. It is the best food ever. The boys always make fun of us because we post so many photos of it, <laughs> but it's so good. They have this like whipped eggplant. It's like a hummus with like this really good bread you would everyone just has to try it i love it so much and it's beautiful it's like a rooftop type bar how about you I've, i haven't been there but well <laughs> it's uh, too far away I, I don't know it's just like i've never even heard it i'm gonna try it though but it's like so i see good. it on their stories like I, even though like everyone's like oh like they're posting about it like again <laughs> like for like three days like again it still like looks really good but it looks like 60 dollar pizza so. is it expensive yeah definitely. Um, <laughs> Is it? Yeah, yeah. The eggplant, like hummus, is like seventeen bucks, and then <laughs> me and my roommate would always like split a pasta, and it'd be like probably like thirty, forty dollars. And if you get drinks, it's like a lot more. My strategy in college is to like always drive and never get drinks when I go out, <laughs> so I can save oh, money. That's smart. <laughs> that is a good strategy. <laughs> uh, Do you have your cars up there? Yeah. I'm bringing mine up like f- for the summer and the year. Okay. Yeah. So. Are there bars specifically where it's more college students as compared to just like LA in general, Westwood? Like where where do freshmen and sophomores hang out? Um, I, oh, I forgot, we're in LA during COVID, so you yeah, might have not experienced But that. I think it's Rocco's, yes. but like someone, like an older guy in my house told me that like people just go there when there like isn't anything to do. Like the bar, I, I don't know, but like, I got the impression from him that like the bar scene wasn't huge and I got UCLA. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. it's so, I mean, think about just the campus and you have the city, you have downtown LA, you have Santa Monica, yeah. you have Wilshire, yeah. you have the Mar Vista yeah. area. So, there, yeah. My friends try to go to one like right before we left, so like end of like May, June, mm-hmm. and the line to get in was like insane if you go at like a certain time. So, like, I don't know, sometimes I feel like it's not even worth it to like get Ubers and go like all the way out there. But. And your spring semester had been a lot different than your fall. Like, did it? Did you start seeing it open up just a little bit? Yeah, yeah. it was like it was like date parties. And yeah, stuff. we had like a f- we had our, like our first like party where we actually like decorated the house. Like, not to the extent that like it would be in like I guess this upcoming fall in the summer. But like, it was like our first time like seeing like all the older guys in the house like like do like a date party and like the place was like nice and like decorated and it was like actually I was like wow like this is what it is like but on a really small scale during football season or even during March Madness oh, yeah. right oh, the final four insane. run yeah okay. that was crazy what was the atmosphere like or did you have like we always call them alley well not we most of my guests call them alley parties uh-huh. or like they're tailgating especially during the COVID was there any type of tailgating at UCLA like that fraternities or sororities did either for like basketball or football 
Not really, but like for basketball, I think it was when we were playing either Michigan or Gonzaga, and like me and someone in like my pledge class were like walking to the house during the day, and we like it was our first time hearing like all of the fraternity houses having music. We're like, whoa, like this is so cool, <laughs> and like because we, we like every time we walk down like these either like maybe one house like playing music and you can just hear people, but like when you're walking down, I just heard like SIGAP like. Sigma Nu, ZBT, like Lambda, all these like houses like playing. <laughs> yeah, like I was like, wow, this is crazy. Like yeah. EDM. Yeah, yeah all like, the fires in like the oh, middle yeah. of the street. At night, so, those got wild. Yeah, they're um, all like the landfare fires. Yeah, they like everyone kind of just like, well, when we won against Michigan, it was everyone met up. I think it was like Roebling. Was it Roebling? Oh, Roebling. I don't know. It was like Ro. I forgot the street name, but Maybe I know it where it Roebling. is. I think it was Roebling. And they just like threw couches, like everything was on fire. Um, there was like a helicopter, and I was it was really crazy. Yeah, it was like my first time seeing something like that. And this year you have Johnny Jazang coming back. Yeah, and oh yeah, uh, what's his? And we have like a Rutgers transfer coming. Yeah, like Payton Watson. It's kind of crazy. Is I that think the guy from Long Pauly? Beach or Pauly. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> He's really good. And UCLA is playing Gonzaga in Vegas. In Vegas, exactly. I think I'm gonna go. Like, <laughs> so. Do you all know what you're doing Saturday, August 28th at 12.30? Is that our first football game? Versus yeah, like Hawaii. Say it with confidence, Cam. <laughs> they were playing yes. Hawaii, well, I right? I sure. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, don't know what we're doing for that yet, but it should be pretty fun. Like I ask every college student as they get into football season, because we have our all our trips planned. Yeah. I said, you guys got to even be more excited. Like, first football game like that you actually can go to or – part of or yeah whatever. exactly i think we have uh me and like a couple people have like a road trip planned to was it like u of a i think it's like because like one of my uh friends like her sister like goes to u of a and think we have like a, when we play them we have we're going there my dad's going oh, like, really? bought his tickets. Yeah. He's, like so excited <laughs> as we wrap up this podcast it's been great having you guys on but what's the one advice that you would give to parents listening like in regards to the whole process, oh. the college search and admission process. Let's take take one parent advice and one student advice that you can give to a senior. Okay, for parents, I'd say like, like the name of the school. Like, obviously, you probably want if you want your kid going to like a good college. But like, first, like actually, like do your research to see like what this college has and like what they're good at and what they're known for, not just their name. Second, like, make sure you're, like, your kid is, like, in a good state of mind. Like, you're not, like, harassing them, forcing them. Like, because I feel like I could, like, know kids that in high school that I could just kind of tell that they're just, like, working working their butts off just because, like, their parents were, like, trying to get them into, like, whatever college they wanted their kids to get into. But, like, just your kid – like, if your kid wants to go to a college and they will get there – they'll either end up there because they really want to go and worked hard for it or – that they'll just end up somewhere where they belong and and they'll have a good time no matter what. So like just don't put too much pressure on your kid. Like especially like after a COVID year and stuff. Just It all works out. It all works out. Like <laughs> that's does. like everything always works out. So yeah. And the advice to that student. For a student, I'd have to say is like don't be so stressed out. You're gonna end up where you're supposed to be. Every school's fun. You're yeah. gonna find friends anywhere and like Worst case scenario, it is easy to transfer. So, like, if you aren't happy where you are, like, you can transfer. But it, I don't know. I just wouldn't be so stressed out. And you're, yeah, you're gonna end up where you're gonna end up, and all your hard work's gonna pay off. There you have it. 
You've heard from Cam Kruger. <laughs> and you've heard from Austin Sum giving great advice, not only to students and parents, but sharing their freshman year experience on the Westwood campus, or should I say at the Westwood Apartments. <laughs> yeah. Looking forward to the next year. Yeah. It's been great. I want to thank executive producer Murph Cargis. And if you like these podcasts, if you're listening, we don't have any corporate sponsors. You just Venmo me. You just Venmo <laughs> Air Fonger, Fonger News, so we can start paying all these podcasts. It's been episode 77, Fonger News, out. All right. <laughs>